welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. It's going really well. Mom's here with me. No, we're in the same room. I know. I can't get rid of her. Um, So today we're going to be talking about The Hating Game by Sally Thorne, and later we are going to talk about What's This? A Second Book? Yes, that's right. We're doing a bit of a BOGO deal for this episode <laughs> because we are also going to discuss Dr. Strangebeard by this author that like, we've never talked about before, Penny Reed. So, <laughs> but first, Mom, what have you been reading? What have I been reading? Well, last time we did the book The Countess. Yes. And so I read the rest of the Madison Sister books. As, so As did I, yes. I read The Heiress, which uh-huh. I'm not sure why it's called The Heiress, but I read The Heiress. Because they they're heiresses. Well, they're all heiresses. I know, but, you know, that's like so what she's is... got going on for her. <laughs> okay. And then I read The Husband Hunt. Yes. Um, but they're all very similar. Just adorable little Yeah, they were a lot frolics. of fun. I would say, because we talked about this last time, that, um, like, with the heiress, it's very overlapping with um, the Countess, like, right? Exactly overlapping. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, the story's side by side until about halfway through the book. Yeah, and I found myself skimming a lot because I'm like eh I know like because they they would kind of and go and because in. you're super impatient, impatient well yeah that too sorry that my dog is shaking and you can hear um but yeah just that it like overlaps I don't know to the point where I was like I just read a book about this so but you I don't know. get her perspective of it I know but a lot of the stuff was like oh okay, and anyway then, go on stop whining okay, anyway but <laughs> I, I liked both of them. They were both a lot of fun. I believe it was my turn to be talking anyway. <laughs> anyway, then I read a little book called Dr. Strangebeard. Yes. And then I read The Hating Game. And now I just started for another book club. I'm reading um, What Alice Forgot. You've got another book club? How dare you? I know. Rude, right? That is um, rude. By Not Leanne. Coming. I think it's Leanne Moriarty who wrote oh. Big Little Eyes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's I'm reading that for another book club. And it's not, I don't think it's romance. However, I read it like I read a romance novel. So like she, at the very, very beginning of the book, she passes out and the paramedics come and they're talking about how hot he is. I'm like, they're totally going to hook up. (laughs) He's giving his own book. (laughs) You're ruined. (laughs) I can't ever read a a normal book again. So my books were basically the same. I read The Heiress and The Husband Hunt. Really liked The Husband Hunt, right? We both really liked that one. That one was cute. Um, and then yeah, I read Dr. Strangebird in the Hating Game. In the middle of there, I um, beta read a manuscript for a friend of mine. And, you know, when that eventually gets published, I'll, I'll big up that book. Because um, I think it's really good. Um, anyway, so today we are going to be talking about The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. It was her debut novel all the way back in 2016, and it caused quite the splash, not only in the romance community, but also mainstream. It was, like, on a lot of best-selling lists and stuff. Um, So much so that right after we announced that we were doing this, they announced that they were going to make a movie of it. So it's being adapted for the big screen, and... I'm just loving all this romance. I really love. think we should point out this is the second time this has happened. I know, because this we picked Roomies, and then like a few days later, that was um, that was announced that it was getting made into a movie too. So it's kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy, and I think, I, I think authors should be begging us to read their books. <laughs> if, you, if we read your book, they will make a movie. They of it. will make a movie of it. We're like two two for twenty seven. So. <laughs> for 27 <laughs> um anyway so um we know a lot of you love this book so no pressure on us to um you know do well with this one um for it makes me want to say i hated it i hated everything about it but, but i can't <laughs> let's see if that's what we did um Okay, so for my little description, I wrote the rules to the hating game. Rule number one, don't smile. Be like Joshua Templeman when Lucy Hutton entered her office after her company had undergone a merger and she was met with the grouchy, unsmiling, albeit handsome face of her new rival, Josh. 
Uh, rule number two, mirror your opponent's movements. Begin a series of games trying to get the other to crack, much like Lucy and Joshua did when forced to share an office as assistants to the co-CEOs of the publishing house where they work. Rule number three, don't show weakness. Your opponent will pounce on it. Build a strong offensive, much like Lucy did when a job position was announced for which her and Josh were the two main candidates. Lucy was determined to take it by any means and become Josh's boss. Rule number four, stare your opponent down. With menace, with longing, you decide. For example... There was a lot of staring. (laughs) For example, Lucy was left reeling after Josh kissed her in the elevator. Had he been playing a different game the whole time? Was there something more to his stares? And rule number five, be willing to change the game, especially when your opponent turns out to not be such a bad guy after all. One who takes care of you when you are sick and maybe hides behind a stoic facade. And one for whom maybe Lucy was willing to bend the rules. So, Mom, what did you think of the hating game? Because you've been so, like, um, coy. So coy, yeah. that's So coy. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I love this book. Yeah. I knew you would. I kept telling you. Well, I bought it a long time ago, and I wanted to read it. You wouldn't let me. I know. The banter, right? Oh, my gosh. I mean, all of it. Just, and the put-downs. And then to find out that they just... Oh gosh, I I was dying at the end of this book when he's like, well, I, I don't know. This is probably going to be up in your question or something. No, but um, when he's just, I loved you all the time. I was like, oh my god, yeah. it was killing me. <laughs> yeah, um, this book is fantastic, and um, you know, I really enjoyed rereading it because you can pick up on a lot of you know like he's got his whole code his like pencil code for you know and I knew I remembered what that was and stuff and um and just kind of when she doesn't really know yet that he's got feelings for her but but like it's so obvious come on the bouquet of roses I knew right away I'm like this is so from John what does it matter with you you talked you literally talked about it last night how you know you know she was so sad because you know he's beaten her down and not thought she was beautiful and then she gets a card saying you are always Always beautiful beautiful. it's like obviously that's from Josh don't be such an idiot (laughs) um I, but back to the banter, because that is my favorite part of yes. this book. And, like, I think that's what makes her so likable and him, like, so swoony for me, is that um, he's just so, like, quick-witted, yeah. right? Like, that he's able to just come back with a zinger every time. I was like, ugh, that's so attractive. Um, but I, like, I wrote down this one because it just kind of made me laugh when I read it. She's trying to figure out what the pencil marks mean, and she finally, like, works it out to a certain degree, and she says, when I finally work out the pencil marks, I slap my forehead. I can't believe I have been so slow. And he says, thanks, I've been dying to do that all afternoon, <laughs> just out of nowhere. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, that's so hot. <laughs> that you're so quick-witted. Um, but yeah, so that's, like, what really makes the book for me. And then... Yeah, just that there's, like... Because there is a certain amount of passion, right, in actively hating someone. And so the fact that it's, like, this level of passion at the entire book, it just kind of, like, morphs into something else. Even though, like, it doesn't for him. Um, So it's just, like, rife with with goodness. Yes, it was. Anyway. Um, And... Oh, this is another, when I was rereading it, and there's just, like, a lot more moments throughout when you kind of catch on that he's, you know, been feeling this way a whole, the whole time. And um, she's crying, and uh, they're talking about their games and stuff, and she, he's like, is that the prize that you think I'm playing for, to see you cry? It's really not. <laughs> and I'm like, duh! Duh, come on! <laughs> oh. uh. Anyway, okay, so first question. Where did you think that this book was set? Did the lack of distinct <laughs> setting bug you or endear you? You were asking this question because we talked about this. I had no idea where it was set. For well, some reason, 
I was reading, like, reviews and comments, and you're not the only one, and, like, she's basically come out and said, like, I left it ambiguous on purpose. For some reason, I was thinking Texas, and even when they... It's probably because... I I was thinking about this because you said that. um, Did did they go Fort Worth? They go to Port Worth. Oh, okay. Which is a place in Australia. Okay. But, um, yeah... So that's probably where I think Well, you okay, that. so sorry that I didn't know where it was set. And I was probably just reading through it quickly and just thought Fort Worth. And, well, but. a lot of people thought, like, when I was reading comments, a lot of people thought New York City, but there's nothing to indicate that it's New York City. Um, I, when I read it, I knew she was from, uh, that Sally Thorne is from Australia. And so I just... Assumed. Assumed Australia. You could have mentioned something. I could have mentioned something. <laughs> Why? So I didn't know. <laughs> No, it didn't ruin it for me at all. I mean, because no. I obviously had no clue where it was. <laughs> but um, but yeah. you were saying that the audiobook was not in, like, an Australian accent, right? No, well, it Which wasn't. Which I thought was interesting, because I just assumed Australian, and so I assumed that the audiobook would be no, that as well. But in, uh, an American accent. Yeah, so that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I did see, like, she tweeted and said, like... I left it up to your imagination and so they can be wherever you want them to be from and I think that's fine you know I think I saw a lot of people saying New York because they're like well that's where most of the publishing houses are it's like well yes and no I mean there's like smaller boutique publishing right. houses well, like all over to be the like place. a huge publishing company yeah so I don't know um first person present is a bit of a different POV than we usually get how did that read for you? I know a lot of people are, like, anti-present tense. Um, and then did you miss having, like, the dual POV? Well, I, I, well, I always think that I miss the dual POV, and then when I look back over the book... It wouldn't work for it this It wouldn't book. have worked. Yeah, because yeah, that whole reveal at the end of him having been in love with her the whole time, if you knew that ahead of time, it would have ruined that whole thing. Yeah. So, um, definitely, the, you know, first-person POV... That's great. I don't mind the present tense thing. The one thing I had a problem with, and because, okay, um, I listened to a lot of this on audiobook Mm -hmm. because I was road tripping out here to visit my daughter. And um, the problem with listening to an audiobook is you can't always tell if they're thinking something in their head or saying something out loud. Especially this where it's first person. Right. And so she would say, she would think something. And I was like, oh my gosh, did she say that out loud? Because <laughs> it would yeah. like be a game changer kind of thing. Yeah. And um, then I'd realize... Talking you know, about as how a, hot his body is. Or something. Like and yeah. and um, then I would say, oh, okay, so she must not have said it out loud. But that would always kind of throw me off. So that's, therein lies the problem with an audiobook. Or maybe I'm just slow or dim, dim or something. Well, yes, but... <laughs> it goes without saying. But... Um, Anyway, I, I did not mind it at all. I liked it. I like. Yeah, I actually helps you kind of get in her head a little. I wrote. A, I had to write a manuscript once uh, that was in present tense, so I actually kind of have an affinity for present tense. I think it kind of adds an interesting like immediacy and like kind of throws you more right into the action, you know, of what's going on. And I think especially is a good tense for first person. Um, because somebody's not going to be, like, thinking in their head, like, oh, I just did this. Oh, I just did that, you know. (laughs) And then Um, I, and then I. Yeah. So, um, I know it's a big thing. Like, it's a big bugaboo for a lot of different people. But, um, I I thought it worked for this book. I thought that, and yeah, the dual POV would would not have worked. Would not have worked. Not with the big reveal at the end. Yeah, not unless it was being like that. We just spoiled super so shady. If you're... Yeah, <laughs> we're always spoiling things. Just um, learn that. Okay, next question: What did you think of Lucy Hutton? We are in her brain the whole time. Was that enjoyable? Did you like her as a heroine? That... I loved her. I thought she was fantastic. I loved yeah. the little sweet girl next door kind of feel and um but still like had a viciousness to her of you know I want to get ahead in business yeah. and I, so she um but I do like the the um changes that she was able to make especially yeah. that he helped bring about yeah where she's like 
no, I, I'm tired of, you know, I've given you lots of chances. No, you need yeah. to get this turned into me today. Well, and I think that that's a thing that, you know, gets talked about a lot with, like, women in the workforce and things like that, that I think it comes a little more naturally to men to just be aggressive and out for themselves. But I think us as women, we like to, we like to be loved and, um, you know, try and help others and things like that. But we, but, and so I think it's a good thing for us to recognize, like, I need to, I can help other people, but, like, not at the expense of myself. Right. And, you know, my Well, own and, like, once or twice I understand, but if she, I mean, this gal was yeah. taking advantage of her every single week. I so. wanted to smack her. I know. When, and she was awful to her. Yeah. <laughs> so I liked, I liked that moment at the end when she got to have um, that kind of, you know, yeah. suck it to you. Well, and she wouldn't have gotten where she was if she was a complete pushover so she must have had some kind of aggressiveness to her yeah no and I think that that is you know obvious especially well and I like that he's that he says like you need to be more like you are with me like you have no problem being mean to me aggressive with me like you need to kind of let that come out with with other people too especially if you want this promotion you know well and and also with you know his boss that was leering at her all the time he was just like just tell him I love that (laughs) moment at the end when he's like you better stop. (laughs) (laughs) Especially in hindsight when you know that, like, he's already, like, basically quit and one foot out the door and stuff. And so he's just like, I have no cause to be nice to you. (laughs) So you better knock it off. Um, Yeah, I liked all, I liked all of that. Um, Yeah, I really liked her. I like, you know, that she, (laughs) her, her, like, really small stature and she's always trying to kind of, I think that's where a lot of her aggressiveness comes, right? Is that she kind of needs to seem tougher than seem she tougher looks. and taller, and you know she kind of has to make herself <laughs> a little bit more physically imposing like a to frill, frill lizard kind of thing where they yeah <laughs> yeah stick out there. Um, but I just so yeah, I thought she was fun, and I and I liked her internal dialogue and kind of seeing her progress through this, you know. I wonder, hate to love thing. I wonder where they'll set the movie. I'm betting it's New York. It's ambiguous New York or some, <laughs> you know, ambiguous USA. Made up city. Yeah. Um what did you think of Joshua Templeman? Um uh, did he have moments that pissed you off? Was he believable um you know, was he a believable character, etc.? Uh I loved him. Yeah. With every fracture of my heart. Yeah. I also love him. First of all, we like the grumpy guys. We've yes. discussed that multiple times. And he was grumpy. And, um, but like grumpy to hide so much feeling. No, there was so much going on inside of him. He's a very Mr. Darcy. Yeah. Type, yeah. Right? Where he's like, repressing all of these emotions well, he's and then kind of quiet and stoic and yeah. and all of that is just to and hide kind of comes off like a jackass right? right but like you find out that it's all to hide all of this deep well plus he's had some uh yeah. battle scars i mean he's got some life experiences that were rough i mean yeah i really like um you know she she has a pretty good arc but i really liked his and i think you know, because we're not with his POV, a lot of his arc comes more as a surprise, right? Um, but learning his whole thing with his dad and um, his brother's Brother. new wife. Yeah. Um, well, as soon as he was going on and on about how he didn't want to go to the wedding, I, was, I knew. I was like, he's his brother's marrying his old girlfriend. That's yeah. why this is hard for him. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, the whole it was – and that's another thing – that could have like I've read other novels where that could have been a you know a huge deal and she did get mad about that finding out all that at the wedding and you're you're anticipating me okay sorry no you're fine stop talking (laughs) um we can talk about it now I I just said we have most of our big conflicts at the wedding did you like how the fight at the wedding was resolved and what about her dressing down of his dad okay well now I'll go back to what I was talking about yeah (laughs) um First of all, when she found out at the wedding that, because he was being all kind of, you know, PDA and and that he'd ne- she'd never seen that part of him before, yeah. And um, she, you know, she was just kind of going with the flow and enjoying it. And yeah. then when she found out that he was marrying, that she was his old girlfriend, 
she got really angry about it, which I could get. And but that could have been like a huge yeah. deal and made I, the story like drag on. And I'm glad that it was taken care of quickly because as soon yeah. as he explained it to her, she was okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. I thought it was an appropriate reaction right. to finding out about what was going on. And then I thought, and it was appropriate reaction to his apology to just be like, you hurt me. Like, I wish you had just told me because this would be a non-issue if right. you had just told me like back at all of these instances, she like lists off like you could have told me this time or this time when I asked you or this time because right. she kept asking him like, like, is there something I need to know? Is yeah. There, or is like, there, what's the Why deal? do you need moral support? Yeah. And like, why does everybody keep looking at you? And he just kept brushing it off. So I think, you know, she was totally, you know rational in being like what the heck dude now i'm gonna go into your question more okay i loved when she told off his dad too i loved it i love i was kind of irritated that his mother had never done the same thing okay so she kept talking about the mother like i could sense she was another lioness i'm like well then why hasn't she done anything before because like if it were me and my husband was treating my son like that i would have gone all crazy on him, yeah. as you well know. Yes. But um, uh, I loved when she told his dad off. And then yeah. I loved when she was saying, I'm sorry, did I overstep? Because, yeah, you know, most like, guys don't like He's like, no, it was awesome. <laughs> and everybody in the restaurant like, <laughs> clapping. There's, like, somebody who, like, starts clapping and then, like, awkwardly stops. <laughs> and, um, but the other thing I really liked is when she was talking to Danny on the phone and he comes over and just picks up the phone and he just says, yeah. You're not going to talk to her anymore. I know. Is it, I feel like it's bad. Like, I'm not supposed to, like, be really into these guys who get all, like, alpha male and broody and stuff about... Well, and he said, I, need, I guess I need to apologize to Danny. But, you know, you could see where he was feeling insecure. And- yeah. Uh, that's, like, a, that is another thing that I loved about him was, like, how he's, like, anti-nice guy because he feels like he's always getting left for nice guys nice. and how he doesn't want him to just be used for his body and stuff. And she's like, okay, I like your brain. <laughs> but, but, but body. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And I, so I thought that that kind of added another thing. And I like when she has that realization, right? Like, oh my gosh, he's shy. And yeah. even like she says to his brother, like, you know, leave him alone. He's shy. And his brother's like, what? Huh? Yeah, maybe he is. And, like, how that kind of explains a lot. Well, and a lot of his, you know, the way he acts and how gruff he is all the time is because he feels vulnerable. And, and, I mean, he's for as tough a guy as he is and as grumpy Mm -hmm. a guy as he is, he's really got some vulnerabilities that are hard for him to deal with. So he needs a hug. Yeah, or or more. (laughs) Or more. And I volunteer as tribute. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just really liked... I just really, you know, like, she's great. I love her. And, but, yeah, you know, like, I love him on a whole different other level. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> um, Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so all the games that they play, juvenile or endearing, where did you land? Um, probably a little both. Yeah. But um, they were juvenile in nature, but endearing yeah. in the long run. Yes. The staring game especially was like, <laughs> I can't even. Kids already. <laughs> yeah. I love that when, like, I bought into it kind of like you're saying, like, in the beginning. I, and I remember when I was first reading it, I was just like, come on, guys. But as the story progresses and you start to realize, like, more what's going on, right? Um, I like, I think that what it is, is it's just, they had this miscommunication at the beginning, which is when he, like, falls in love with her and she starts, like, hating him. And then I think he just kind of takes what he can get, right? Well, I think it was just a way of getting her to interact with him. Yeah. Rather than just... very playground, you know, like, tugging her pigtails and things like that. Right. But... But um, still, it was just a way for him to get a reaction out of her. Yeah. And, you know, just like with kids, yeah. you know, if, if you, they want something, and it, even if it's a negative something, they want... Yeah, know. just the attention. Um, and I liked how she was like, <laughs> he's like, well, what were you playing for? You know, he's like, I was playing to get you to fall in love with me. And she's like, oh, I was playing to, like, 
get you to smile or laugh or something, <laughs> yeah. he's like, well, if it makes you feel better, I would go in my car and just crack up. At the end of the day. I'm like, oh, Josh. Josh. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, yeah, it evolved, right? The the games kind of, and then I, I liked the kind of theme throughout of, right, of you know, like the or something game, game and yeah. now the, you know. I like the sound of the or something game. <laughs> Okay, what was your swooniest, like, little oh, moment? <sighs> There's a lot of them. Yeah, Because I was, like, highlighting. See, you were reading it with that in mind, so it's harder. Um, yeah. The swooniest moment. Gosh, there's so many. First of all, him taking care of her when she's sick. Yeah. That's just... And then when she's... Because you're just picturing your brain... Where he's sitting back and she's like leaning back against him and between his, like sitting between his legs her. and he's just holding her. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, what woman would not want that? Especially Some big when she's all like brawny guy. I know. <laughs> holding him like that. And then he did it again later on in the book. It's just like, gosh. Oh, and then, oh, when she was like kind of making fun of him because of his girly bedroom. And he's yeah. like, why do you think I painted this guy? <laughs> he's like, I thought for sure you were going to walk in and know exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that was... It's the color of your eyes. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. dude. I thought about that one. I really liked when she's, like, snooping around his house, and she finds this, like, origami bird oh, that, that he she, had, like, yeah. that she had made and, like, threw at him during some meeting, and he, you know, obviously, like, picked it up and pocketed it, and then, like, put it on his bookshelf. I'm like, you are so cute. I just love him. But, yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of, like... Especially on a reread, there's a lot of moments where I was just like, ah. <laughs> so cute. Uh, okay, so let's talk about sex. Me. Me. So I'd say temperature-wise, this is like an 85 degrees, right? Yeah. I've, we've read worse. Yeah. We've it read... gets like fairly steamy. Steamy. But. And it's a slow burn because it's not till the very end of the book. Well, towards the end of the book, I guess. And they're not like talking about wanting to like bang each other the whole time. Although she really does want to bang him, which... You know, I get. Yeah, understood. <laughs> um, uh, I did like how he kept like trying to like hold her off, and um, you know, because he's like, if you're a- that was the thing that was pissing me off about her is that she kept saying like, it's just gonna be a one time. It's just gonna be a one. I'm like, why? What? What? What, what, what is what, this rule? <laughs> well, she still wasn't sure what you know. She knew she wanted on. to bang him, and she wasn't sure what's going on. But um, I did love when he kissed her in the elevator, of course. Of course. And um. You know, especially once you look back on that. And then when he tells her, okay, yeah, go out with Danny and kiss him. And if he can't do better than me, then you have to come well, back. Well, because you caught that. with the elevator thing, right? Because I caught it more on this, on the reread, that um, he thought she was talking about going on a date with him. A fake him. date, yeah. Well, going on a date with him. Right, because he was going to go with Because she kept talking about, like, yeah, I'm going with some guy from work. And I'm not sure if he feels the same. Like, she kept saying things that, like, I think he was interpreting to mean, like, oh, this is happening. Well, like, he, he even thought, I mean, he even told her later, he said, I thought I was going to be your date. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, so I liked that the the sexual tension got to build a little bit because he just kept, like holding her off like listen if we're gonna do this it's if gonna i only be, get one time it's gonna be for days and weeks <laughs> that's right like <laughs> oh that's yeah. <laughs> if we're talking about the sex when she's talking about how about her dream and then she tells him like yeah. her dream is like um i'm gonna work you so hard or something <laughs> and how that was just like playing in her brain and he's well then he, she tells him about it later and yeah. then he uses that line <laughs> yeah and she's like oh <laughs> just a pile of goo um yeah so and i also love when they are talking about their like respective kinks that they develop like she's into dr josh and he's into like (laughs) sexy librarian (laughs) lucy i just thought they were yeah they're so cute um so we talked about the conflict and then we find out that josh has been in love with lucy practically since meeting her right like he says it's she comes in, smiles at him, and he's like, I'm done for. I'm done. Um, so when would you guess Lucy fell in love with him? <sighs> with me, it would have been right away. <laughs> right. Whether he smiled or not. <laughs> right after that. Um, when did Lucy fall in love with him? Because, because she realized it and then freaked out. Yeah. But she probably... 
do you think like it's in the course of what we read or do you think it is prior to that that she falls in love with him yeah well i I would say that she probably it doesn't happen until she's visiting him, and she's definitely got more feelings than she's like fessing up to. Right. Well, I think before she before the book starts. Right. 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 Well, just that kind of hatred is just masking. Yeah. yeah. Other feelings. Like you got the hots for him. Let's yeah. be honest. Um. Yeah, I think. Well, because the reason I was wondering about this is like when she lets herself like admit that she likes him she's like a hundred percent she's like climbing on him like a freaking tree and <laughs> that was one of my favorite lines she's, are you gonna come down and kiss me or do i have to climb up there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well and when she just like clings on to him like a koala and he's like getting things out of the fridge and she's just holding on to him <laughs> but yeah um so i don't know so like i just got the feeling that she had to have been feeling, like, a lot of things to go from, like, supposedly zero... Zero to a hundred. hundred <laughs> all of a sudden. So, yeah, Absolutely. I was just curious if you had thoughts as to when. I didn't. But definitely when she started hanging out in his apartment. And, like, her first thought is always, oh, I want to go to Josh's house. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, like, it's probably the kiss, right? Like, the kiss in the elevator. Because that's probably what gets her, like, to start thinking about, like oh, wait, what's wait. going on here? And I think that that kind of gets her to shift big yeah. time. And, and to realize that, yeah. <clears throat> maybe I don't hate him quite as, maybe hate's a strong word. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my last question. So they're making a movie. Mm-hmm. Who do you think that would be good casting options? Good casting, because I've been thinking about this. I have too. Here's the thing, is they need to be younger than I think that other people might think. They don't have to be younger. Well, they're like early, they're like late 20s. Yeah, that's true. However, um, the thing with the Josh character, and this is, I talked to you about this before, is it's got to be someone who can pull off being grumpy and, mm-hmm. Ugh, mm-hmm. and um, but then be super likable at the end. Yeah. And, and having a nice body and being tall is like a huge part of the book. I guess they could work around that for the movie, but it would be helpful if the guy is tall and has a great body. Yeah. <laughs> Just for Just aesthetics for, purposes. Just for like our own reasons. <laughs> but, um, so like a Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. I don't think he could pull off being the grumpy guy at the beginning. I mean, he yeah. could be the sweet guy who everybody loves at the end, but... Yeah. I don't think he could... I I wouldn't take him seriously as a grumpy guy because he's been too non-grumpy. Like a Ryan Reynolds type. I don't think he could pull off being grumpy either because he's just too fun and silly. I was thinking... I I don't personally like these actors very much, but like a Henry Cavill... That's who I was thinking! Or an Army Hammer. Either one of those. Um, It's like Man from Uncle. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's just like... What a, I, I do know. like Henry Cavill, but um, and I think I just thought of him because of the Mission Impossible movie that just came out. But um, I could see him pulling it off. Okay, so here was like the pair that I came up with. Um, I was thinking like Lily Collins or Lucy Hale for Lucy, which Wait Lily minute, Collins think. is. Um, she's like the girl who was in that Mirror Mirror Snow White. Oh, okay. Do you know who I'm talking yeah. about? And then Lucy Hale is she was on Pretty Little Liars. Okay, I think that they are like small and diminutive enough. You know who I was thinking? Who? Um, I can't think of her name now. It just went out of my brain. Lily James. No, um, Lily James would be good too. The Mother of Dragons. Oh, Khaleesi, Amelia Clark. She would be good. <laughs> she would be good. I could see her, like her and Henry Cavill. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking for the for him. I could see, I don't know if he's got, like, the acting chops, but, you know, Robbie Amell? Yes. From The Duff? Yeah. I think he could be good, too. And I think, like, If you're going younger, yes, definitely. Yeah. So, I don't know. And I think he's, like, within the realm of possibility for, like, casting. I don't know if Henry Cavill would do a rom-com. I don't think he would do a rom-com. Here's why. I know a lot of people love Henry Cavill. But, like, Mom and I go to Comic-Con a lot. 
and he's been there a few times, and there's, like, a bunch of people that come out, and they're, like, super charming. Henry Cavill, not so much. I have a feeling he's, like, shyer in real life. Yeah, I don't know. Cut the guy some... It's like Josh. <laughs> Cut the guy some slack. No, I think... Um, however, you're right. He didn't... He wasn't the... Um, Tom Hiddleston, or... Yeah, or the Chris Pratt, or the Chris Evans. See, but those are the guys who couldn't pull it off being grumpy Gus at the beginning. I know. And anyway, but yes, you would need someone who could be just totally... Because you've got to hate him in the beginning. Yeah. You need a Colin Firth. Younger Colin Firth. Yeah. Yeah, younger. (laughs) (laughs) And a better body. (laughs) How dare you? How dare I? (laughs) Sorry, don't ostracize me for that comment. Uh, any other thoughts on the hating game? No, but... Um, I feel like we've swooned enough. Yeah, I about... did not hate it. <laughs> we did not hate the hating, hating game. game. No. Um, so those like... are our thoughts on the hating game by Sally Thorne. We would love to hear from you. I know you all have been like dying to... Yeah. You know. Let us know your casting choices because that yeah. was huge last yeah, time. Yeah, that was a lot of fun with roomies. So I would love to hear what y'all are thinking for for who you'd love to see as Lucy and Josh. Um, so we'd love to hear from you on our Facebook page, our Goodreads group, our Twitter, which is at NotYourMom'sRom, or you can email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On August 20th, we will be discussing Flowers from the Storm by Laura Kinsale. Um, I'm excited to read this because I know it's kind of a classic in the genre, and a lot of people really like it or at least you know respect it as as a book within the the romance genre so um i think it should be an interesting an interesting one um for now we're going to take a break and when we come back we'll be talking about dr strange beer by penny reed what we got two books this week and we liked the first one i wonder if we're gonna like the second one who wrote it again (laughs) stay tuned (laughs) Welcome to our little break segment. So for today, we're going to be doing some mail time. Um, So we got two emails this week, and I thought I would, you know, we've got this first one that's got a lot of recommendations, and then a second, which has got, like, an interesting little experience. By the way, I want to say I love getting emails with recommendations because I get really excited about, oh, that sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) She does. Um, So our first is from Kathy. She says, hi, girls. I am anxiously awaiting Monday's podcast to see what you thought of The Hating Game. Love that book. And to hear your thoughts on Dr. Strangebeard. I cannot wait for Claire and Billy's story. It can't come soon enough. I think we might talk about that, Kathy. <laughs> um, so I also wanted, she says, I also wanted to say thank you for the Netflix movie recommendation for Set It Up. I watched it recently. I recently watched it and thoroughly enjoyed it. Made me think of The Hating Game a little with the crazy assistants trying to manage their bosses. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a good I comparison. I can see the comparison there. Um, and I hope, by the way, I hope you guys like though that when we like recommend <laughs> movies and tv because that's a huge thing with mom and i is movies and tv um so we we enjoy doing those so i hope you guys like those um kathy says i have a couple more recommendations to add to your possible tbr pile these are some books that i read recently and really enjoyed and i thought you might too lingus by mariana zapata contemporary rom-com meet cute at a porn convention sounds crazy right it is turns into friends to lovers slow burn per mariana's style hilarious story witty banter and excellent side characters stayed up until 3 a.m just to finish couldn't put it down so that's like my i feel like one of my only blind spots in mariana zapata at this point so um i've been wanting to check that one out and i will probably do that Uh, The second one is The Mother Road by Megan Quinn, contemporary rom-com family road trip that includes brother's best friend, because of course it does, (laughs) uh, with seemingly unrequited love, but really requited love to... Love friends to lovers. Lots of laugh out loud moments with lots of crazy family humor and pranks, along with some sweet heartwarming moments. Um, So Megan Quinn wrote that duet that I read recently and did not like how it went down um but I've heard that like I can't judge her by that and this one sounds good we love a good road trip 
Yes, we do. We, and we love good friends to lovers. And I weirdly really like and the... And we've done a lot of family road trips. Yeah, that's true. And I weirdly have, like, a thing for the brother's friend trope. I don't know why. Because yeah. I don't... If you've seen my brother's <laughs> friends, like, it, it, why? It gives me weird images in my I brain. know. <laughs> I, so I don't know why. But anyway. Um, and then Kathy's third recommendation is The Accidental Trist by... Trist by Natasha Boyd, contemporary rom-com, phones swi- phone switch at airport finds strangers getting to know each other and falling in love with witty, sexy texting and some hot phone sex, good side characters to round out the story. Um, have a great weekend, and I'll be listening to you on Monday, Kathy. Which one was? Oh, it was in Roomies where they did the sexy texts, and we were like, ah. <laughs> I don't want to get too TMI with you, Mom, but the phone sex things, like, that seems to do it for me when I'm reading. Well, I could I could get TMI with you and you would... Gross. Like, no. <laughs> no. Okay, I'm just saying. I can give as well as I get. No, I don't want to hear personal experiences. I had a husband who was gone a lot. No. no. Stop. It's, on, that, on that one time we were digging up like old home videos and... There was one where mom was talking to a camera and mom was like, hold on, stop, don't, don't play this one. And I was like, <laughs> wait, 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 not this one. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> what can I say? Um, our second email comes from Diana, who has written in before. And she wrote in with, like, a little experience that I'm going to kind of paraphrase and read some of. Um, She says, Hi, Ellen and Mom. I was listening to your podcast, uh, last podcast, and I agree to what Kristen and Ellen said. I don't feel guilty about reading romance anymore because we were talking about the phrase guilty Guilty pleasures. Um, She said, Why should I feel guilty when I read something that I have always enjoyed? I want to share something with you that happened to me last semester in college. My teacher asked us to read some of the Harlequin romance books because we were doing an analysis of these stories. I used to read those books when I was 13 years old because my aunt used to read them, so I already knew what kind of stories they were. My classmates didn't know anything about them, so I offered to help them to get some of these books. Um, first of all, big up to your teacher for yeah, like looking look, at romance books. Well, and let's look at all different kinds of books instead yeah. of just classic literature. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she talks about how she went to this bookstore. They were going to a used bookstore. Um, and she went up to the counter to ask a guy, if he, the guy at the store, if they had any Harlequin romance novels. Um, he laughed and asked me, why are you looking at for those kind of books? When he asked me that, I knew that I, what I was getting into. Um, it wasn't the first time a man asked me that question. I answered that they were going, that we there for a school project, and he asked, a school project? Teachers ask you to read those books? Um, and, you know, he was just rude in general, and dismissive talked about how they'd make her stupider yeah and um she says i told my teacher what had happened and she told us that we should uh never judge people for what they read or what they listen or for what they listen to she said that that man shouldn't have offended me by saying those things and when his only job was selling books instead of judging people for what they read i didn't feel offended at that but by that moment because i was used to listening to that kind of thing um i she says um I feel very empowered whenever I get to read strong female characters who fight for what she wants, and I identify with that. I used to say that romance was my guilty pleasure, but not anymore. I won't feel guilty for something that I enjoy and that doesn't hurt anyone. Um, We are not hurting ourselves or anyone by reading romance, so let's embrace our romance books proudly. Diana. Um, Totally agree. And I've had to face... um, some of this myself with well, mom even. I used to say it to you all the time. <laughs> I know. Um, the thing is, is like everybody is, I've, I've learned that everybody's reading or watching things or listening to things for different reasons. People search out different things. For me, I look, I like stories that make me feel happy and right. I like having a happy ending and I like, um, you know, I like romance because it makes me feel all twittery and fluttery. Um, and so that's what I go to stories for. There's people that, it, like, only read uh, nonfiction. And I don't... <laughs> that is not... I only don't read nonfiction. <laughs> yeah, that is not yeah. my jam. But, you know, I what I've kind of come to the realization of is everybody is a nerd for something. Everybody is, 
you know, geeks out about something. Maybe it's sports, maybe it's rom-coms, maybe it's science documentaries. But, and so, you know, to each his own. Why does everybody have to, like, hate on something because they think it's less than what they like? I don't know. Well, I also think, you know, there's a lot of movies that I think sound like they would be really good movies. But I never get around to watching them because I just am never in the mood. Because I know, like, 12 Years a Slave, which I'm sure is a fantastic movie. Yeah. But when I sit down to watch a movie, I've never thought, wow, I really want to watch, watch 12, 12 Years a Slave. Well, that's like you guys all, because I've never seen Saving Private Ryan, and you guys all give me, like, a ton of grief because I've never seen it. But it's oh, the but same it's thing. So I know, but... <laughs> You're not, you're... But anyway, with reading, it's the same thing. I mean, yeah. I could go read, like, um, a while ago I read the book, The Girl on the Train, which mm-hmm. was a really good book, mm-hmm. but it was so heavy, heavy. And yeah, and yeah. dark, and it's like, okay, i got to cleanse my palate with some romance now. Yeah, Yeah, and so, you know, I think that people just need to be a little bit more accepting in a lot of respects, but, you know, talking specifically about... You know, and I've had to be, I've been thinking about this lately because um, I have a lot of people that are my friends on Goodreads who are like people that I know in real life. And I'm like, they know people in real life. They must like look at my book list and be like, geez, this girl needs to like branch out (laughs) (laughs) or stop reading books with like, you know, shirtless men on the cover because that's what mine basically looks like, as I'm sure many of yours does. And to the point where like, I've kind of stopped accepting friend requests from, like, actual people. I'm more excited when, like, I see some of y'all, like, request be my friend on Facebook I'm, or on Goodreads. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll be your friend. I'll be your friend. You can read what I read. Because <laughs> you, like, you will, no judging. Yeah. Um, but, and not that I feel ashamed, but just, like, it's just easier to avoid. Kind of like Diana was saying, it's like, it's just easier to avoid the, the yeah. comments and things like that. Well, but, it, it's funny because every now and then... On my Amazon account, it'll say, books suggested for you. And there'll be something in there. I'm like, why would Amazon suggest that? There's no way I'd read that. <laughs> it's like, you do not get me Amazon. Amazon, what is your problem? <laughs> Go home, you're drunk. Um, yeah. So anyway, again, we don't. We don't have, don't hate, congratulate. Yeah. Like, you know. We love it. We're going to go with it. Yeah. We don't feel guilty about it. Don't feel guilty. I think that's silly. Anyway, so again, we love getting emails, the tweets, the Facebook comments. Keep them coming. We will either respond or read them or, you know. Maybe both. Maybe both. Anyway, see you next time. Bye. So we're back. Mom, last week we got a new Winston Brothers book. Are you aware? What? Wins- Winston Brothers? Wh- is it Winston? Winston? <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? <laughs> so this is the fifth-ish book in the series, depending if you count Ashley's book or not. Um, and it came out last week, and it focuses on the youngest brother of the Winston brood, Roscoe. And his lady love, Simone. So this is going to be kind of fast and loose. I don't really have a description or anything written for this one. And we are going to get into spoilers. And this one has not been out for very long. So you might want to just tune out if you have not read this one. We have found that if we do a book that just came out recently, people don't listen to it because they want to wait till they've read the book to listen to it. Which is fine. Do that. Do that. That's totally fine. But we, um, we don't want to ruin things for everybody. Yes, because with this one, there's a lot There's a lot going on. A lot yeah. of spoilers and things that we're going to get into. Um, so, Mom, what did you think of... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I love him so much. Yeah. I liked her, too. But I just... Gosh, I just wanted to hug him. He yeah. is so sweet. He's so... He's such, like, a tender soul. Well, like, and just the image of him... On the ground, covered in puppies. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like, Penny, what are you doing to me? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh, it was ridiculous. And I love how she was just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah, I think my head would Yeah, exactly. I don't have any, but yes. Yeah. Okay, weird. Um, yeah, I... I loved it uh per usual i i think maybe it's a little too early but maybe this is my favorite after jen and cletus 
we talked about this. Yeah. We had this discussion. Yes. We ranked them. Yes. And I think this might be mine after Jen and Cletus, too. Yeah. I really liked... I I loved both of them. I, I mean, he is such, like, a sweet baby angel. I just love him so much. Um, and I and loved her. This tortured memory thing. I know. Oh, I thought I add that, like, his whole memory, because he has, like... I'm not going to remember the term, but basically it's sort of photographic, but it's, yeah, it's more like he remembers like emotions and feelings and, you know. And situations more than, like he can't memorize a page by looking at it. Um, And I thought that it added a really interesting element, almost like sometimes it felt like a paranormal novel, right? (laughs) Because, you know, he's kind of flashing back and forth through time and he's getting these snippets that just keep cropping up. Um... And I really loved her. I thought she was a lot of fun. Um, and I thought she was really sassy and funny, per usual, with Penny Reed characters. Um, and, like, I thought her job and added an interesting element, especially within the grander story of the Winston brothers. Um, I just really loved them. And I, I think what I liked about Roscoe is that I didn't know a lot about Roscoe. I think, like... Well, he's what, been a very... Side side character. Yeah, well, because he's been he like shows up now and then. But yeah, and he's been away for school, right. and um, he kind of I think is a little bit more removed from some of the rest of them by age and things like that. Because um, you know, like when we got Cletus's book, I was like ready for Cletus. I knew Cletus, you know, right? Because like, we'd well, seen he a showed lot. up so much in the first couple books. Yeah, um, and so yeah, it was just fun to kind of get to know him better and fall in love with him. Well, and I think he's just kind of the quieter standoffish Winston brother. He's he's kind of, you know, different. He's different than a lot of the other guys. Yeah, it's true. And, but I did love, I mean, I loved seeing Jen and Cletus and their little quirkiness in the book and just seeing the other characters and, you know, uh, yeah, Ashley and her mama bear, you know, yeah. Take care of This was definitely a fun one just because like, we know so much of the rest of the family by now that seeing them and now they're all like so paired off and things like that and seeing everybody like because holy time jump batman there's like a five-year jump there's all kinds of kids there's a lot of babies marriages Um, and yeah and marriages and engagements billy is engaged (laughs) i was like wait what (laughs) yeah i've seen like on the you know like Penny Reads fan page and stuff. Um, everybody's like, chapter three blew my mind. Like, everybody keeps talking about chapter three because that's when you find out. Like, Well, I even everybody. texted him. I'm like, what? Billy's in case. Like, <laughs> literally, I was like a little kid on Princess Bride. Wait, Grandpa, wait. <laughs> that can't be right. <laughs> like, hold up. Um, yeah, he's engaged to Simone's sister, Danny. But, you know, by the end, that's a little into question. Wow, yeah. Or a lot into question. First of all, from the beginning it was into yeah. question because we all know who he's going to wind yeah. up with. As soon as, that's why everybody's like freaking out. I'm like, why are you freaking out? You know she's going gonna, gonna to end up with, with Claire. Claire. Um, but my other revelation that came out in that chapter that I am really interested in is Isaac is actually undercover. Oh, yeah. Big spoilers, by the way. Yeah, with the Iron Wraiths. And he's been working undercover all this time. And do I want him to get his own book? Yes. But more than that, I want him to be able to have his relationship with his sister back. I I want him to be able to be friends with Jen again. I know. I really... And, like, there's... So you can really feel in this one that she is ramping up to that Green Valley series that she's announced. And then also the jen and cletus well, comfy. things would get thrown out and they're like wait what <laughs> who's been running around who's running away because they're being accused of murder yeah. what is going Kip, on kip sylvester is dead <laughs> what what is going jen, on here jen was in prison what? <laughs> what um yeah there's a lot of things like that and i'm like you know she knows how to get us not that like <laughs> she had to even do that to get us but um yeah i'm so excited for the green valley series because you know there's a lot of players that are introduced in this book or like alluded to more in this book where it's like you know Hank's getting a book you know Isaac's gonna eventually get a book um what was the other one Charlotte was that her name oh that Jackson 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 needs a but book. then there's like these girls right that keep getting introduced and I'm like oh she's gonna end up with one of those guys yeah. and yeah so we're ready bring it on we're Penny. ready 
Um, not that we weren't before. Um, so Roscoe, sweet baby angel Roscoe, was a virgin. And I loved that <laughs> trope. And yeah. I love that he was a virgin. Because she's like, why are you a virgin? And he's like, because I have a good memory. And it's like... <laughs> she's like, wait, what? What? <laughs> and, but... Gosh, you just know that he wanted it to be with her only. Well, he I think that, and it's like, it's always going to mean more to him, right? Like, no matter who it was with, it's like, he's not going to go have just some, like, casual one-night stand because he's going to remember that for the rest of the, your his life. It didn't seem to hamper his abilities in any way. No, it did not, Mom. <laughs> he's a romance hero. <laughs> it never does. Um... Yeah, and like speaking of phone sex, like they had some yeah, pretty uh they did good phone sex. Um but yeah, loved that. Um I loved just like how sweet they were. And um I loved with them that like they were both pretty I mean like he's obviously in love with her and was always in love with her, but like she gets on board pretty quick too right. and that their relationship is fairly drama free. Even the ending where... Well, this was another one where this could have been like, Mm -hmm. you know, we've read books where this could have been like, oh, and chapters, chapters, chapters later. Yeah, and she's pissed for... Or he's pissed for chapters. Because he would have been mad in this one because he finds out that she's been working. Yeah. Like, she was supposed to get close to him to find out about his father for the FBI. And um, so you knew he was going to find out, and you knew he was going to be mad about it, and he was. Yeah. But then it was pretty quickly that he's like, oh my gosh, he had his epiphany. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? I love her. I don't care if she's been working. Yeah. I, I am not going to. Well, and she, you know, I think she catches on like, oh, this is going to make him feel like this. I need to explain it in these terms. Right. Um, and just, you know, I think he's able to, I think maybe with his memory too, he's able to reflect like, no, that was that was real. Like what we've been right. feeling is real, and so they resolve it fairly drama free, with the exception that he gets shot and gets she shot gets up stabbed. <laughs> um, for like a split second, I was like, "She's not gonna kill him, right? Like <laughs> she wouldn't do that to us." Um, but of course she didn't. But um, yeah, I was really worried there for a second about Sweet Baby Roscoe. Um, Oh, she, you mean Penny Reed? I Penny thought you meant Reed. Simone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simone's not going to kill anybody. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> I was worried that Penny was going to kill him, and that would have made no. me sad. But she I She wouldn't do that to us. I know. She wouldn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, and I thought that was, so we talked about this prior, but the tears overfloweth oh, in yeah. this one too for I us. was like I cried multiple times well Ellen could read you her texts from me yeah that's I'm true like, I should have compiled. wait is Roscoe a virgin what yeah I, I had read it faster than mom which is usually the case um and yeah so mom kept was catching up and I would get like he's a virgin wait did you you know yeah shot But yeah, I think the two times I cried, I cried when, um, I think it was like when they were admitting, like when he said, when she said to her parents that she loved him and he was like, wait, what? What? Yeah, on Uh, the phone. I was crying during that time. Uh, when, cause she's on the phone with her mom and she's, I'm with Roscoe cause I love him and I want to be here with him. (laughs) And, (laughs) and Roscoe's just standing there going, what? (laughs) So cute. I love, yeah, I really liked that. And then I cried um, when Roscoe kind of goes off on Billy and is like, you need to take care of you. And like, and when he's talking about like, you know, you were there for me. You always coached, you coached all my teams. I was like, Billy, you're so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You do need to take care of yourself. (laughs) Um, Get that book written quickly. I know. (laughs) She announced that there's going to be a little delay, but... But it's fine. You you do you. Um, but, um, yeah, I also thought that in regards to Simone, um, that she handled, you know, because Simone is African-American, and um, she handled the, you know, those moments really well. Right. You know, there's a moment where she gets pulled over by this cop, and he's an asshole, and, um, and I he's thought... harassing her. Yeah, and I thought that she handled that really well. She has, 
you know, because Ashley comes out and is trying to defend her. And I really liked when Simone was like, you were amazing. Future reference, you know. Let me do me. Let me, let me take care. Like, ask me how I'm doing. Ask me how I'm feeling and let me be my own voice. Like, yeah. I don't need you. I don't want you to step in. And um, part of it, because I think there, she would have been a little more aggressive with it, but she was trying to keep a low profile and yeah. she didn't want to make a big stink about it. Yeah. And I just liked that even within the Paytons themselves as a family, you get kind of different, um, different outlooks on, on the issues of race and on the things that they face, you know, like they talk about how her, um, how her parents gave them all like the talk, right? Like you have, if you get pulled over, you need to be calm. You need to move slowly. You need to never reach. Well, and they told her brother outright, you know, you're a black male and this is the way you're going to be treated and you just need to be aware. And he like was like, okay, I'm out of here then, you know? Um, and so you get to see, you know, lots of different opinions, even just within that family, about how they how they deal with it. And I thought that, that was really well done. I think she always, I think Penny Reed always handles kind of more... Controversy. Yeah, kind of more controversial topics um, really well. And she kind of always presents different... Viewpoints. Viewpoints. Um, and is never, like, too preachy. And I always really like that about, about her books. Um... This is a Friends to Lovers, which is another trope that we love. Um, Especially friends who've known each other their whole lives. We love that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, what? I'm in love with you? Yes, I am. Yeah. Here's a question I had for you. Do you want to see Daryl get any sort of redemption arc? Or do you just want him to kind of get kicked to the curb? I don't know. Or- He's so bad. But this is my thing. Because we've read other series of books where I'm mm-hmm. like, there's no way this guy can be a hero in a book because I hate him so much. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that she gets us to the point where we're like, I want a Daryl book. Um, but yeah, I don't want a Daryl book. No. But, you know, do I want to see him... The only redemption I could see for him is if he gives his life to save one of his kids. Yeah. I... Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to tell her how to write her books. So I'm just saying. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I think that um, I would like him to get a redemption arc in that the kids get some, like, peace right. with their some relationship closure. with their father. Whether he, yeah, goes out in a blaze of glory to help save them somehow, or, you know, he apologizes on his deathbed as he's, you know, he's got this Well, and now we've got Razor all jacked up, and he's going to be a key player in the next book, because... Billy, Billy, Billy. (laughs) I, I, I mean, we know we're all, everybody is excited for Billy and Claire's book, but as soon as they talked about, like... Razor had all of those cuts on his hands. They're like, was it you that cut his hands? I was like, oh no, that was that Billy. Billy. <laughs> that had to have been Billy. That's got Billy written all over it. Um, yeah, so she's really she's really set everything up for a really good climactic ending there with Billy and with the Razor and the Iron Wraiths thing and Daryl and Daryl. I mean, it might come into play that Daryl. See, that's what I'm saying. If he kind of Gets between Razor and Billy, which might be a thing. Well, because he's supposed, right? He's supposed to be giving information to the feds now on right. the Iron Race. Because Billy's giving him bone marrow. Which, I, as soon as they were like, Billy and Roscoe are the only two that can give Daryl bone marrow, I was like, it's going to be Billy. Something's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Billy's going to have to Billy do Billy is so anti, like, wanting to give it that it's going to be him. Um, and then... This was a thing that I saw referenced on her fan page. But do you remember when they're talking about how um, Bethany would give Roscoe and Simone food and she would say, hey, go put this on the edge of the forest for the pixies? Mm-hmm. Um, so there, the blurb for Claire's book talks about how she lived in a tent out in the Smoky Aww. Mountains. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So people are speculating that that was Bethany trying to get food to Claire. To Claire. Oh, I'm tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an interesting little tidbit that I saw. And I'm like, oh, Bethany, 
Erased them boys so good. So good. <laughs> I love how they're always saying, because my mama raised me. Yeah, their mama. Um, and then my little final note, mom, as if we could not love Penny Reed enough, she referenced Mystery Science Theater in this book. I saw that. <laughs> so mom raised me on Mystery <laughs> Science Theater. I did. So because I'm a terrible mother, which Alan will point out <laughs> a lot of times. Um, but yeah, that's like a family favorite. So I was like, oh, definitely was a family favorite. So psyched when I saw that. Um, anyway, mom, other thoughts on Doctor Strange Beard? Uh, I just loved it. I loved him. I loved that this one had a different feel to it than some yeah. of the other ones. Just it was definitely like heavy plot, um, and like the romance was definitely oh, a yeah. huge thing. Oh, definitely. But there was also just so much going on, you know, with the whole... Uh, well, and, I get, and it's because she's trying to bring it all to a head in the last books, but yeah. um, I I loved it. I loved that it was... Uh, I just... And I loved seeing all the other characters, and I loved seeing the babies, and I loved yeah. seeing just the way everybody has evolved. and being clowns at the birthday party. Yeah, that was so cute. <laughs> Shelly was juggling, and, yeah. you know, because the, the last one I read was, you know, Shelly and Bo, and, and, you know, she was kind of a, a hot mess through a lot of that book, yeah. and so to see her settled down and doing well, and I yeah. just loved it. Oh. <sighs> Jethro yeah. being Mr. Mom, and... Yeah, oh. Gosh. I know, right? Uh, that should just be like a TV show or something. Is <laughs> being a Mr. Mom type character? Um, yeah, we loved it, and I, yeah, like you said, I just I loved getting to know Roscoe better and getting to see all of them. Kind of, I liked, you know, I I really liked the time jump. I liked getting to see people a little bit more subtle. I, I really like the time jump and scene. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, all those questions that we have about like, whoa, wait, that what happened? That's all going to get answered. And yeah. it just makes me more excited to see them. And answered. I don't think there's going to be much of a time jump to the next book. No. Because he's already in Italy. Italy. And, and Claire's that, in Italy. And Claire's so in Italy. It's all set up. Just got to get that book written. <laughs> I'm so excited. Anyway, um, those are our feelings on Dr. Strangebeard. We would love to hear what y'all thought of this one. Um, I know that there's a lot of Penny Reed fans among our listeners, so we'd love to hear what you think. Um, also, this is a... I'll now also put this out on Twitter and Facebook, um, but Mom and I, my sister-in-law, Mom's daughter-in-law... We want to get her to read her first romance novel and come and talk about it with us on the show. So if you have a good recommendation for, like, if you're trying... A romance virgin. Yeah, for a romance virgin. Um, If you're trying to get a friend into romance, like, what would you have them read? Because Ellen started me with Tessa Dare and Sarah McLean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, they're really good. So So I was... There was a lot of, oh my gosh... (laughs) So if you have a good recommendation for that specific situation, I would love to hear it. Um, and you Because know. we were thinking of starting her with a Winston Brother book. Yeah. Yes. I think she should read those anyway, but... Um, I think I think that should be required reading. Yeah. <laughs> In schools. Yeah. Well, let's okay, see what we can school. do. <laughs> we'll start them a little older. Um, so thanks so much for joining us. Again, if you would like to join us for Flowers from the Storm by Laura Kinsale in two weeks on August 20th, you can subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or you can find us on Twitter at NotYourMom'sRom, or on Facebook, or Goodreads, or email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. All right. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Ellen. Bye.